North Korean officials say that U.S. claims about the upcoming summit are misleading. I guess the problem is that all the countries involved are trying to give the blame to their supreme leader. The Trump Report starts now. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, if I have an excuse to play the clash on the Trump report, you know I'm going to use it. Yes, uh, I would hope that, uh, or maybe I would expect people around the White House to be singing, Rudy can't fail. At least, that's what they hope. Welcome to the Trump report. <laughs> I'm Christian Blatt with Brooks Elise. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. I'm glad to be back. And yeah. at the other end of the desk, the one, the only, Scott Moore. Yeah. Good to be uh, here. Chelsea Galicia, on assignment. Tamara Brown, also on assignment, <laughs> but not on assignment. All of us, we're mm. able to be here. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of things that we can start talking about, but uh, when we have a great song, when we have a great theme, and we have a great thumbnail that goes with it, thanks to Marissa, that we can show off, uh, this <laughs> seems like the sort of thing that could actually go viral. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to tweet it out, and we'll see. For those watching on YouTube, you can see what I'm talking about. If not, you'll have to go to YouTube, look for the thumbnail, or follow the Trump Report at Trump Report ABTV, and I will send it out a little later, and then you can see. Uh, and Marissa was saying that she's very happy to have a couple weeks now where she hasn't had to put Trump's face onto <laughs> something. Uh, so I feel like Rudy is going to be around for a little while. So uh, maybe next week we'll that's have me. the yeah. special so <laughs> message to you, Rudy. Well, that's true. He'll be in the news for a while. Right. I don't know how long he's going to keep his job. Uh, there's a lot of things to really say uh, about uh, Rudy. Uh, I would say that the most interesting was his appearance with Sean Hannity where he said... Rudy mentioned that, uh, you know, President Trump had paid off a number of women. And you could tell Sean knew that, but didn't expect somebody to actually say it. Because his reaction mm -hmm. was, oh, <laughs> like, I don't think you're supposed to say that. Um, Scott, how would you evaluate uh, Rudy Giuliani's recent media tour? Uh, his first day on the job. Basically, yeah, was that exactly. Yeah. Well, for me, it's an A plus. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, great job. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I just loved how Trump was like, yeah, he'll get his facts straight, which I meant like. Yeah, he just facts. started. He just he, started. He just started. His first day. Facts and qu air quotes. But here. I mean, we got some useful information out we of those sure appearances. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think that the specific comment that. Hannity reacted to was Rudy saying was like, well, yeah, you know, but um, but you know, they paid that back, mm -hmm. you know, like where all the money came mm -hmm. from, and then you have questions about like what kind of you know millionaire pays one hundred and thirty thousand dollars in thirty thousand? Yes, so you got to do the, <laughs> in a retainer yeah, agreement. You got to you got to like put it. You got to put it like a yeah in the installment plan, yeah. plan like the the Christmas club yeah. at, at yeah, exactly. Walmart, you know where it's <laughs> like I'll be, of yeah, it's like I'll be able to buy it later. <laughs> like buying a Nordic truck, right? <laughs> right, exa exactly. <laughs> I mean, not that anybody in the White House could use a Nordic truck. Uh, Brooke, uh, you you hear all this stuff, and you know every time we do the show, it's always like. I'm often stunned by what we have to talk about. I'm never surprised yeah. anymore, mm -hmm. but sometimes it's just like, all right, that was a bit of a drive-by shooting, know, you know, and uh, that really got us. Um, give us your thoughts of, 
First of all, just the choice of bringing Rudy Giuliani on board. Yeah, I was flabbergasted because I think they were talking about something completely separate. And then he oh, just they were. goes straight mm-hmm. into yeah. Stormy Daniels mm-hmm. and goes straight into saying, oh, and yes, he did pay Stormy Daniels. And he did know about the payment to Stormy Daniels. And I'm sure Sean Hannity is like thinking, am I in another world right now? <laughs> but then Sean chimes in and says, oh, you mean how, you know, he funneled that money? Mm-hmm. The, the choice of it's word like funnel dig, through, dig, the digging, law, through law firm. Digging. But it's not. And then, you know, Rudy Giuliani backtracks and says, well, it wasn't a, it's not a campaign finance yeah. violation. And, you know, I'm in law school. You guys know this. Mm-hmm. And and he he even says, Rudy Giuliani even says, you know, well, I'm just talking about the, the lawful part, like what the how the law pertains and not the facts. And and one thing you learn in law school, it's like it's like law school 101. It's called issue spotting. You look at the facts and then you apply the law. The facts are very important to understand how as as a lawyer and Giuliani's a lawyer. That uh, you you are to apply the law, but he's completely disregarding mm-hmm. the facts because he doesn't know the facts yet right. because it's only his first day, of course. Well, I mean that. So and, it was just all. Well, hilarious. and I was going to say this administration in general seems to have a problem with facts to begin with. Well, so there's, there's that. always that there's too. That. <laughs> well, you know, when you deal in the currency of information, mm-hmm. I think that it's very important to keep that information close to the vest mm-hmm. when you you know there's no reason That's for it to the be other out there. Thing, yeah, and I I don't I mean look. There's the theory that, you know, they wanted it to get out there and this was the best way to do it. Just Mm -hmm. have it seem like he blurted it out. But I don't know. When you think of some of the things that Trump has tweeted, you're just like, I think isn't that the way to get it out? That he never actually says it, but then then it shows up. So I don't think anybody's clever enough to have, you know, brought brought Rudy Giuliani on board as like this Manchurian candidate. I don't think so either. But I do think that it's very possible that there are a lot of women that have been paid off. So Mm -hmm. he kind of wants to just throw it out there. So it seems less uh, ridiculous later on when all of that's discovered. And he kind of talked about this retainer agreement. I mean, we all know what a retainer truly is, and it's not what they're describing. And it sounds more to me like a like a slush fund. Mm-hmm. He said for these harassment claims or these harassment right. cases mm-hmm. or something of that nature. So I think he's foreshadowing what we're really going to see soon enough right. when we when we get into Cohen's. Which we've heard about too is that there might have been this kind of separate slush fund established for potentially he, multiple. He even said it was up to like four hundred seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars mm-hmm. that was paid to Michael Cohen. We know one hundred and thirty of it has gone to Stormy Daniels. So we're wondering what the rest was for because mm-hmm. he said Michael Cohen did no work for him. <laughs> yeah, I know, and and I, I feel like at this point, Stormy Daniels is like, I definitely should have gotten more money for all right. this. You know, was right, like, one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, not much. But I think it's <laughs> Trump couldn't afford one hundred and fifty, right. so it was like, you know, it's like, look, one hundred and thirty. Yeah, that's, that's that was that was a negotiated we- number. Yes, because it's such a weird number. Right, it's it really like is. A, it's it like is. A, it's not it's not yeah. a, like one twenty five. Yeah. You're like, all right, okay. you know, maybe that's like you know specific money yeah. you're marked for you know yeah. to, to buy a, you know a vacation property or something. Anyway, uh, I don't know. One twenty nine nine hundred. Yeah, right. I find yeah, that's it's like prices right big. One dollar, Donald. In any case, I think that the whole thing is uh, it's fascinating to watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, for anybody that likes you know any kind of train wreck television, just watching sort of the the wheels come off the Trump train. But don't worry, for our friend Star Jared resident in the chat who often mm-hmm. talks about the Trump train. The wheels are, aren't really coming off. They just got a little loose, and you know they went off the track, and then they immediately you know, got them back on. I thought the wheels were gone. A little, I don't know. A I was going to say I don't know. Ago. They've ever been back on track. Well, They've been trying. As we often talk about, yeah, you know, a, a lot of times people will say like, "Why do you care about all this stuff?" It's like this is the stuff that, first of all, 
some of it's kind of fun, you know, in a way. It's like, interesting. To, to talk about least. it, it's interesting. But it's not that you paid off a porn star because you cheated on your wife, you know. I mean, I, I, believe it or not, I, I think there may have been presidents who cheated on their wife before, yeah. even before they were president. I'm not going to name any names, but mm-hmm. there might have been a few. But yeah. uh, it's not anything new, but they weren't on record potentially lying about it, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I think... He probably, as in President Trump, is able to keep his hands clean because anybody who lied about it is him. Mm-hmm. Is, is not sorry, is not him. not him. They lied on his behalf. Now he he's definitely said misleading things to the press, but you know, I mean, I think his he, he feels like his job is to lie to the press, so he doesn't have yeah. to worry about it. Well, he's not under so oath. He's under oath. Yeah, 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 yeah. he's not <laughs> you know. under oath. Yeah. And look, there's yeah. there's sometimes look there's much more valid. Uh, issues where it's important to not tell the truth to the press because, you know, maybe you're two days away from killing Osama bin Laden. So you have to, you know, right. not put that out there. Obviously, completely different sorts of information, but I'm saying lying to the press, I don't know. It's fine with me because they're probably going to get wrong what you said anyway. So that doesn't bother me. <laughs> but it's, it. you know, what's the problem with Watergate? Well, it's not that it happened. It's that mm-hmm. you lied about it. And that's why people are always drawing the comparison. Mm. Everything I've seen, I feel like there are people who could go to jail for some of this stuff. But it's not him. I, I don't know. What do you think, Scott? I know you've always got the impeachment clock oh, no. counting down. Well, I mean, it really depends on what happens because it does depend how much he knew and what he did and, and wh- how the payment ends up being classified. Right. Was it right. an elections issue? Um, so there's still a long ways to go with that, not to even mention what else is going to happen with all the Russia stuff and mm-hmm. what other things we're going to uncover because it seems like there's something new every day of some kind of scandal that he or his administration is involved with. So, you know, it's just like pick a day and see what happens. Right. Um, But I think there's a lot more that we're going to get about this and about what Michael Cohen has done for him and as his fixer and what other things, like you said, with the additional payment that was given to him, what what that was used for. And and, um, so I think it's really just kind of scratching the surface. And that's why it's taking so long with the Russian investigation, too, because there's so many layers mm-hmm. so many things there um that it, it's a lot to to go through so we're just kind of scratching the surface on a lot of the stuff mm-hmm. so not this calendar year you think the impeachment clock is going to be in 2019 you think yeah that I've, that? well i've always thought that too because again it's going to be midterms exactly and um th- that's always been sort all right of now the if it, it, it's kind of good that chelsea's not here not in general but because of the next point that i want to make so <laughs> If Mike Pence becomes president and he serves less than two years in this term, then he's able to run for two terms. So he could be president for 10 years. Technically, I yes. I don't foresee that. Technically, yes, but yes. I mean, you know, he's an old white guy. That yes. tends to be what <laughs> Americans vote for. So, uh, you know. Technically, yes, yeah. although. There's the, there's the one time they didn't. But all the not. other times, the old white guy usually is, yeah. is, is someone I, who wins the presidency. Yeah. I think yeah. we might. Maybe I'm extremely hopeful, but I think we might have some type of resolve by this summer. I know that Mueller has filed some paperwork to show that things are moving along. Maybe not complete resolve. And as you guys may or Mm -hmm. may not know, um, there's always been this question of whether or not a sitting president can be indicted. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's been something written on it that says that technically no, but Mm -hmm. Mueller can can, can decide to give his findings to Rosenstein Mm -hmm. and then Rosenstein can decide whether or not he wants to give those findings to the House and then the House decides on whether or not there's impeachment. So you have to not not be a sitting president. So Correct. 
Uh, and of course, I but, mean, a lot of these things were drawn up when you know presidents would routinely you know go out on duels, you right. know, and, and and that's how they would settle their their beef. You know, they wouldn't yeah. go on Hannity. Exactly. They they would uh, well, they would take a musket to to Weehawk him. But right. I know that he wasn't president. So it's point. possible that at midterms the the House could flip and impeachment could happen. But also remember that we have what's going on in Southern District of New York, which is mm. not under Mueller's jurisdiction, which m- could potentially mean something else for Trump. I don't know. We know right. what it means for Cohen at this right. point, and, and it's state, not looking and, good. And state crimes are different. And state uh, crimes are compared different. Compared to federal, we're talking federal with being indicted and, and uh, impeach, impeachment and everything. And of course, exactly. if it did go to the House, then you still need 67 senators in the Senate mm-hmm. to vote in favor of impeachment to have him removed from office. So that's right. a very high number. That's a very high number. But not to say if there were things that were happening and you had Republicans there and you were able to get 13 or 14 Republicans, depending on how the makeup is in, in the Senate, then it's definitely feasible, especially in mm-hmm. certain areas, but it's definitely a tall order. Um, it w- what would be more likely is that he would end up resigning because of pressure, which is what happened with Richard Nixon um, right. more than anything, uh, if it feels like that he's not going to be able to govern, but you know he'll probably try to stand as <laughs> long but as the, possible. Then there are so many, you were talking about the many layers of the mm-hmm. Russian uh, investigation. I, I call them buckets. There's like mm-hmm. the financial bucket right. where we have the problems with Cohen and we have problems with his entanglements with Russia. And then we have the Russia election bucket mm-hmm. where we have the problems with Cambridge Analytica mm-hmm. and the problems with Russia using Facebook, for example. And then we have this other bucket with Manafort and Flynn mm-hmm. where they have their own lies after lie about their work with um, with Ukraine and Russia as well. And so I am hopeful. That sounds horrible. I do truly believe that something's going to come out of one of those buckets and that they're all married together and that that might hopefully be enough for the House and the Senate to say this is wrong. Yeah. Right. I think it all here. deserves a closer investigation. Right. And, of course, there are also allegations that, you know, that Russian bucket was filled with something that was brought into a hotel room, but you know, oh, we yeah, haven't seen that, that yet. Too, there's that bucket. That's, that's a whole. Other that's a one. different yes. bucket, <laughs> but uh, there's a bucket within the bucket. So I, I don't know. There's just there's there's so much, and I, I don't know. I I feel like I'm not going that far out on a limb, and you can feel bad for the American people, but I I I feel bad for Melania that she is out there. And, you know, you you can't be any, you know, look, a lot of especially political couples, couples of any kind of power and mm-hmm. wealth, a lot of times they have arrangements and things like that. And mm-hmm. usually the arrangement is just either don't let me find out about it mm-hmm. or don't embarrass me. Mm-hmm. And, or she knew what she was marrying into. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she very well knew what she was marrying into, but you feel like there's some kind of understanding is like the expectation was not. I'm going to be humiliated and have this talked about constantly. And the porn star is going to be in the cold open on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. yeah. And everybody. I don't think know. there was a presidency clause in there when they got no. married. I no, don't think she could have foreseen. Right. And right. that's what I was going to say is like, I don't think in her wildest dreams she yeah. ever thought, even if he was thinking about being president, he would ever win in a million years. Well, I so mean, it was never on her. I, I think a lot of people feel he never thought he was going to be president. No, and he either. didn't either. So, so, especially, never knew that. especially before he ran, he never yeah. thought. I mean, some of the decisions that he made, I don't think he would have necessarily made. Right. 
So I, I don't know. I, I, you see her. You know, she goes out there, and you know, she, she's still at events, and she's speaking, and oh, you're just and like campaign. You're just like oh. <laughs> I don't. I look. I feel really bad for. Her. And I, I can see that. I, I yeah. And, I do too. And sometimes somebody sometimes. who's not here this week usually doesn't feel bad for her. Sometimes, but <laughs> I just sometimes. you know, like whatever she signed up for, she it still wasn't, made the choice. To yes, be with that thing. But like I'm saying, whatever <laughs> she signed up for, it wasn't this. This wasn't what she signed no, up no, for. Right. It was this. And uh, the you poor know, thing had to make her own pamphlet. She couldn't. <laughs> well, she couldn't. Well, you know, and look, that that's like. I mean, that's. It's not like she sat there and took a pamphlet and took the words from it. It's like that. So this yeah. is not the first time that this has happened. And there are people on. You know, look, the first lady has a whole staff. There's an office there. I I could when I was a White House intern, I might have ended up there, but I didn't. I ended up at the vice president's office. Uh, this was Al Gore. In case anybody oh, thought I, I was. Love Al Gore. Thought anybody thought I went out hunting with Dick Cheney. <laughs> Um, but, we but, can see that. Which would have been a story, by the way. I, I, I would lead with that when I met people. Right. Was that, uh, oh yeah, I went hunting with Dick Cheney. Uh, but, uh, so, I, I didn't end up, but there's a whole staff. And those people are responsible for, you know, not committing plagiarism. Yeah. So, again. What happened to the woman she paid like a million dollars to? That uh, one right. should have been someone yeah. she could rely on. <laughs> I, look, a million dollars. A million dollars isn't what it used to be. I know. Right? Like, I think it was more than a million. Especially yeah. not in Washington. I, no, not and Washington so, or out here. <laughs> Melania gets embroiled in another thing. That's like, it's not like she's like, I'm just going to read this Obama pamphlet on bullying. <laughs> you know, somebody like copied it down. And yeah. what did they think? That, and like, why did they let her call it what they call it? Be best. Yeah, be best. I still don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, well, you just feel like that was one where they were just that's laughing. That's just like, like yeah, can, can you get her to say it? It was like a bet. You yeah. know? It was like, I bet you a million like, dollars. Oh, English is not I a mean, first language. I mean, maybe she really She'll said, no, this is, I really want I children say. to be best. Yeah. yeah. Be their best. Mm-hmm. Be best. Or and be they were just like, best. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, mm-hmm. as as someone who, you know, may have been on the wrong end of some bullying uh, in my younger life, I, I don't know how much it helps. Uh, I appreciate people, you know, being more aware of it now, for sure. I mean, the idea... Look, when I was a kid... You got home, you were at least safe from the bullying. I mean, nobody was going to kick you. But now the bullying comes into your house, you know, in, in the way of... If you turn on the computer. If you turn on the computer. <laughs> yeah. But, I your mean, phone. kids mm-hmm. of a certain age, they're, you know, more connected than, you know, any of us are. So uh, you don't really ever get a respite from it. And, uh, look, it's it's a good thing to address. Uh, it's something that wasn't ever really addressed. I, I don't know that it helps. But uh, I think it seems like... A topic that she's comfortable with, mm-hmm. but you run into problems when you have a staff who, you know, they don't help her. Yeah. They just. I think it is good that she um, decided to change it from just bullying or cyberbullying to dealing with opioid crisis yeah. as well as suicide prevention. So I think that was a good move mm-hmm. because you know the press was really focusing on the cyberbullying issue, which was ironic given right. her husband. So it's good that she's yes. kind of. Um, widening the sphere there. And unfortunately, they go hand in hand because, you know, kids who are bullied and they sit together on, like, the buddy bench mm-hmm. waiting for other bully uh, bullied kids to be friends with them, they probably, you know, Not go off in the killers. woods and get high. <laughs> so, you know, it, they go hand in hand. Yeah, so if you address, you can address both problems. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, I, Melania. I, th- look, I feel, I legitimately feel <laughs> yeah. that way. Uh, and, you know, I think that there are the you know, first lady is not a, a, an easy job, you know. At least not, you know, the the days of Lady Bird Johnson, it probably wasn't there. But you know, really, Jackie O onward, it, it kind of changed what that person was mm-hmm. supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And Lady Bird Johnson was like, 
Uh, no, I'm not doing that. That's that, that yeah, that that's something for you, but yeah. that's that's not how I do things. You're right, yeah. and with the media being a little bit more, you know, because before Jackie and it, you go back to Mammy Eisenhower and yeah, know, all and 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 uh, it, it's just the media wasn't as pervasive, and it was before exactly. TV and your and it's radio, so you didn't have to be like, oh my gosh, I have to look a certain way and. No, we had fireside chats yeah, back then. Right. Here. And there, there's a way to do it, though. I there mean, is. regardless, you know, I mean, of what people thought of President Reagan, Nancy Reagan, and the "Just Say No to Drugs" campaign. I mean, she was on an episode of Different Strokes for God's yes. sake. Like, was she? You, oh, you don't don't question my knowledge about '80s reruns about Different yeah. Strokes. Yeah, well, that in particular. But you know, if you want to know about Facts of Life, we'll talk about that too oh, as well. Facts of Life. Yeah, but anyway, uh, got me yeah. through many of unemployment yeah, days. Right. And by the way, I think Nancy Reagan and Mr. T were in the same episode, but that's not the point Whoa, I'm trying to make. Which I, I wish it was the point I was trying to make. I wish this was the uh, the Mr. T after show or the Different Strokes after show. But in any case, uh, you know, you you can get out there and be very. Very well received. I mean, it was... Look, uh, Reagan was a very divisive president. I don't think I'm going out on a limb to say that. For the most part, people really liked Nancy Reagan, you know? And and that's kind of uh, what I think you can accomplish. I don't think Hillary was that kind of first lady where she was like, no, I'm going to take on... I'm going to do health care, you know? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm going to let my wife do health care. I'm going to let her. But, uh, you know, I I don't know. I think it was... I don't know what Melania should have done, but... It's uh, it's tough for her to to be out there. I think uh, you know. Also, you you follow Michelle Obama, who is uh, fairly popular, mm-hmm. um, more popular than her husband. Mm-hmm. Maybe not with some kids when it came to be lunchtime in, in their school, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't know. I think that's what it comes down to. Is I feel bad for her, and I don't know what she could have done differently. Uh, yeah. I mean, other than not marry Donald Trump, I guess she's trying. She yeah. she keeps her hand. You know, away as much as you can. <laughs> yeah, we talked about yes, that. Yes, we did. Yeah. Actually, you guys talk about that. Yeah. Oh, that was so tough to watch. That was. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Well, was yeah. Pretty... That's the sort of thing she signed up for. Is yeah. that you got to yeah. hold that hand sometimes? And, yeah. Uh, more she's like, uh, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, there's uh, plenty of other things going on, uh, and uh, we have a we have a very robust chat. Uh, Shareable Texas is back, uh, and Ooh. I have to feel like he's only back because Brooke is back this week. Ooh. Shareable Texas. Nah. Why? <laughs> Don't you uh, stick with us every week? Um, I can't give uh, Shareable Texas uh, too hard a time. He didn't know. I don't think he knew that I was going to be here. I did he probably not tweet, checks and then I did not tweet and it then out. Actually, it, like, <laughs> she's not here. And Brooks Yay, not here. Sure. Not watching. <laughs> but that's all right. Anyway, we're glad that uh, everybody's there in the chat. Uh, although he does think that uh, Brooke should, uh, Brooke, I don't think you'll be old enough to run for president in 2020. So you'll have to wait till 2024. Because I'm, I'm so young. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what's going with that. You're my favorite person today See? now. I mean, yeah. people want you to run for president. You're not going to be able to run for president in 2020. See this baby face? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Although the lady goth says, who is Brooke? Oh, this Brooke. Oh. She's, did, she also thought you were too young to run for president. So uh, anyway, uh, I think uh, that, you know, we could dwell on a lot of these things. Uh, but I wanted to uh, talk briefly about uh, John McCain. And he is really at the end of his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very apparent from sort of, you know, mm-hmm. he's yeah. making proclamations about his funeral. Uh, he said that he doesn't want President Trump to be at his funeral. Um, I think he could also extend that list to include 
President Bush, whose you know team didn't really treat him well during the 2000 election, some of the uh, ads that were put out. But I guess he very feels very strongly that he doesn't want President Trump to be there. He wants Mike Pence to be there, which makes sense because, like, God, how long has he known Mike Pence? You know, right. I mean, the things that they probably both know, even even with Pence only being allowed to go out of the house when Mother says, <laughs> still the things that they they both know. There are definitely bodies as, that they know. As where long as Pence had a chaperone, yeah, as long as he had a chaperone, then, um, yeah. What uh, and you know it's not like this is an official statement on on Senator John McCain letterhead, but what do you think, Brooke, about putting it out there that you don't want the sitting president to be at your funeral? I mean, it's pretty bad when you might not even be alive and you don't want someone to be there. I <laughs> yeah. mean, what does that say about that restrained right. relationship? And however, he he is fine with Obama being there, who's someone that he actually ran against. Right, and that beat him very badly. That beat him for the presidency. <laughs> so that says a lot. And you know yeah. what? It's his funeral. I right. think yeah. that we should honor that. Of and course. and that it is what it is. And it's also sad that we're thinking about his funeral because I mean that he's McCain got to talk about man. it. And yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I mean it's I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, he definitely gets cast a certain way because of that 2008 campaign. But it's always worth mentioning that not only was he, you know, an American hero serving his country, but when he was imprisoned, he was able to go home because they realized that, you know, who his father was. But he was just like, no, I mean, if you're not going to send everybody home. So he actually could have left. And he stayed. Who amongst us would mm-hmm. not take a chance to go home? Right, exactly. Yeah. From from you know a I'd Vietnam prison. Exactly, exactly. I mean, and, and I know I wouldn't. So yeah. I mean, it's a very it's incredible that I mean, epitome I, of a hero. I, yeah. I mean, I would have gone. I would have gone to Canada when I got my draft card. But you know, that's besides the point. <laughs> uh, but in any case, well, you know. Um, in any case, uh, that you know, and I mean, he's been a senator for a long time, and uh, you know, I, I've met him a couple times just on various TV shows and things. By all counts. He has a great sense of humor. People seem to really yeah, like he has him. Good sense of humor. Yeah. For some reason, he doesn't like Donald Trump. And mm. um, well, I wonder why. why? Where yeah. does where does Orrin Hatch mm. get off telling him that he needs to invite Trump right. to his funeral? Like, Seriously. first of all, now you're not invited, Orrin. Right. Hatch, I was by like, why is why is Orrin Hatch why even feel the need in? to yeah to get involved? Like, don't comment. I mean, somebody um, must have asked him, and then he had still. to respond in some way. But you know, a good way to respond to that is uh, either one, no comment, right, or, or two, two. It's his like, choice. It's his... like well, you, that's a question for Senator yes, McCain. That's isn't his it? his yeah. situation. That's I mean, the easy way out of it, right? And that's and and like Brooke was saying, it's it's his funeral. It's just like someone's marriage and wedding. It's like you get to invite who you want to invite. Um, so there is no reason that he needs to. And why would he? Why would he want to invite him? Yeah. I mean, exactly. There's no reason. But it does prove uh, the estrangement and also just how kind of an outlier Trump is to even you know some Republicans. When you're talking about a president in your own party that you don't even want there, but yet you'll take the, the Democrat who beat you by landslide before yeah. you have the president of your own and party. It shows just uh, sort of what he thinks of his character and, and everything else. But yeah, the man should be able to do whatever he wants without any questions and, asked. And, and there, are, there are plenty of Republicans who feel about Obama the way that, you know, people sometimes on this panel feel mm-hmm. about Trump. You know, I mean, they, you know, he's not a very popular figure amongst right. conservatives. What do you mean? We love Trump. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I like I like mm-hmm. that uh, Doritos commercial I did with Daryl Hammond. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, I don't know. I think that uh, there, it's it's really up to him. But I guess somebody who, if they got the invite, probably wouldn't go is Sarah Palin, mm-hmm. who he now feels like he needs to say that he regrets uh, picking her for his running mate in two thousand eight, which is like. 
dude, just just kind of you know, just let it go. I mean, what do you, what do you got to talk about? There's no reason to bring that he, up. I think, I think it's clearly bothered him for all this time. Right, of course. And but if anybody remembers, it, it was only ten years ago. Yep. Believe it or not, only ten years ago, the summer of two thousand eight. Yeah, that campaign was not going anywhere. Mm-mm. The no. the John McCain campaign. He was like, oh, I, I'm going to you know suspend my campaign and uh, really work on uh, you know getting the the budget fixed. And I think President Obama should too. And Obama's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. So then he's like, okay, I'm I'm getting back on my campaign. Then you know, and. <laughs> Sarah Palin, that choice, like what it did in terms of, you know, a very, uh, they very, uh, very unenergized, you know, base. Really, mm-hmm. they, they there was excitement, right? And it, you know, her speech at the convention was not something for liberals. Yeah. She wasn't talking to you, yeah. And it got conservatives excited, right? And that's why people turned out to vote for John McCain was because of how much you know they became excited and they were able to realize like you know what this is a good man this is a this is a guy who could be president but they were excited because he chose Sarah Palin he needed to choose Sarah Palin I think if he didn't choose somebody that got excited they might have been like can we get anybody else on that ticket well you know? I, I think you know at the time because even I thought when uh, he announced her I was like this is a really unorthodox choice and, and, and I saw the speech and I thought here's a governor that's balancing a senator she's a younger kind of up and coming what we were thinking at the time compared to him being you know an older statesman even then um and, and you saw the difference you're like this is a really interesting choice and it felt very different then of course once she went along we're like ooh, okay, yeah, that and I, one. Think, yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of the feelings realize, about but... her you know have really just kind of snowballed in the years since the campaign you know and you know i think uh, as as funny as it was, you know, a lot of it is is definitely uh, owed to Tina Fey's portrayal right. of her. I think is, there's there's things I that Tina, Tina more than uh, I see no, Yeah, there so are amazing, things though. that Tina Fey said in character that people think that Sarah Palin <laughs> yes, actually said, so good, which though. is great. But uh, I mean, it, look, it's, from a comedy standpoint, right. it's pretty amazing. It was gold. Yeah, I think but, I think one thing that was great from that was that back then, I think Hillary at the time was kind of thinking about running later and had mentioned that, and so I think they wanted to get ahead of the curve with having a woman on a ticket. And I know that there was a lot of, of encouragement from women, of course, and well, of it was course. a win for, for women yeah. to see a woman there. Right. So that was that was one good thing. And it was the first time a, a Republican woman had been on the, you know, right. it was Geraldine Florio in 84, yeah. Yeah. and so this was the first time to have that. So it was a very unorthodox, interesting choice at the time, and I really did. I was like, oh, this could be a, I don't want to say game changer, because that was a big thing, to, game changer. It was a game called game changer. But it felt like it at the time when I actually watched it the first time at the convention. I'm like, this is really different, and who knows yeah. if this is really going to make a difference. Well, I still didn't think uh, he had a chance to win just because of the dynamics of what was going on with the economy and a Republican being very unpopular at the time. And eight years, as we see, after eight years of one uh, party in power, they tend to want to, Americans want to change. So I didn't think it was going to win, but I thought it was definitely going to tighten it up. So, you know, at the time, it, it was an interesting choice. Yeah, and I mean, look, I remember the, the day that that was announced. Uh, as people know, I produced a political talk show, a daily political mm-hmm. talk show for Dennis Miller. And he, we were, we were doing a show that day, uh, and we were having on... Uh, McCain surrogates. We were actually having on Jack Kemp, a past. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, and the news broke before that, so it ended up talking about, like, oh, yeah, this is, you know, and the feeling was that day, and then at least for a little while onward, it was like, that kind of changes everything. Yeah. And I think it's a big deal. Now, I would ask a question to Hillary Clinton, though, who feels that people didn't vote for her because their husbands wouldn't let them. Women didn't vote for Hillary because her mm-hmm. husbands didn't let them. Did those same husbands not let them vote for John McCain 
because Sarah Palin was on the ticket. I don't know the answer, hmm. but I know Hillary watches. So you can tweet at us and let us know what <laughs> of you course. think. Of uh, course. Anyway, uh, let us know uh, what you think in the chat. We'll uh, get caught up in the chat before we uh, wrap things up. Uh, but ultimately what it comes down to is it's just sad that we're talking about the end of uh, you know, the end for John McCain. Uh, and, uh, you know, that, he, I don't know, he felt like he needed to take the shot on the way out. Yeah. Is there anything to be gained from that, Brooke, do you think? I mean... Yo, you feel like it was a shot at Trump? That he no, no, uh, the, Sarah Palin? the shot at well, Sarah Palin, yeah. Well, oh, the shot at Sarah Palin, okay. I, I, I would say, you know, that it was probably Maybe. just... I don't even know if it was a shot at her in a negative way. I think it's just sort of a closure thing when people come to the end of their life. That's what they're I was like, say. maybe he really wanted to get it off of his shoulder. And he wanted to get it off his Yeah. And mm-hmm. he was just reflecting and thought, you know, if I could do it over again, maybe not really thinking about the fact that you're saying this publicly and now everyone knows it's just more mm-hmm. like, you know, if I could do it again, maybe I would pick someone else besides Sarah Palin if I could do this again. You know, it's that type of thing. I think it was more of a kind of a reflection thing that just naturally you talk about and then you're thinking, oh crap, of course not. Maybe the I should have said that. Yeah. world knows. Um, when it's a little different when you're a private citizen yeah. talking about your regrets he, and things. I don't think that he like premeditatedly decided mm-hmm. I want to put this out there to hurt yeah. Sarah Palin in any way. Uh, I will mention a comment from the chat because Storage Drive resident wants to let us know that he feels John McCain was a terrible candidate because he was and is for open borders and illegal aliens. Uh, as we know, Storage Drive resident <laughs> is... He kind of doesn't care about anything except the wall, and that's I'm I'm is, not saying you don't care about anything. Is he, where but is that's, he? Is he in Texas? No, he's uh, in like Sacramento, uh, I believe, uh, somewhere up north here in California. But uh, we appreciate you being there, and we always <laughs> like. No, no, I'm being there in the chat. Oh, okay, I thought you, you appreciate I, his being. <laughs> look, example, anybody that's been around for from like our first like Trump versus Hillary and stayed with us, uh, oh, I have. Uh, that's impressive. I, yeah, I have a huge <laughs> uh, appreciation oh, yeah. for the people that have been with us uh, from the beginning. Yes. Uh, let's talk about Iran. Mm-hmm. Before we do that, can yeah. I can I mention some breaking news? Because we were talking about if this it's earlier. breaking, it's uh, breaking. Please, I want people oh, to get their I breaking think, news. From, oh, this is, is what this, we were talking oh, no, about. No, I was thinking the AT and T thing. That I we still don't too. understand. That. Yes. So, we so this is breaking. There's a yeah. firm that's that was tied to a Russian oligarch that made payments more than one million uh, to um, the Essential Consultants LLC, mm-hmm. which he used to pay Stormy Daniels. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Which so there's a Russian who paid. Mm-hmm. So a Russian paid in the money to Essential Consultants, and that's the company that he funneled the money from to Stormy Daniels. So now we might have even more of a problem. And if you were wondering where the Russian connection was, this might yeah, be it. Yeah, this one might be one of many. And um, uh, the, this Russian oligarch funneled in at least $4.4 million through EC, Essential Consultants. Mm-hmm. And that was what was on Stormy Daniels' check. Yep. But, I, of I course, Trump paid it back, paid that money back through his little retainer agreement. This, but, um, but this sounds like fake news to me. I want, <laughs> I want, to, I want, to, I want to know what Rudy Giuliani has to say right, about let's this. Have let's, Rudy, get, let's get Rudy on the phone If he were to get on the phone right now, he would be <laughs> like, mean, of on, course, we knew that. We <laughs> talked to this Russian all the time. I mean, it's not a, it's not a crime. It was for a real estate deal. And yeah. They were going to try to build their hotel in Moscow. That was the slush fund. The, yeah. The, yeah, the Trump Tajma Moscow, yeah. which, uh, uh, well. So there's that. That's going to be interesting. And then I'm the sure other, that'll be everywhere. Which we'll have to find out more, was the, the AT&T payments uh, gave Michael Cohen like $200,000 uh, for something learning about the Trump administration and what, exactly what was AT&T going on with that money. Did? Mm-hmm. And so that oh, was another breaking this. thing that I was just hearing about, too. Yeah, we, were, we were trying to get to the bottom of that story we started, we started yeah. what exactly that yeah, was for. Yeah, that's confusing. And, they gave Michael Cohen money to learn yes, about. I guess to get the scoop on Trump and 
I, I don't know how those payments are going to work, but we'll have to find out more about These that, allegations too. brought to you by Sprint. Just uh, <laughs> putting that out there. Uh, really, oh, wait, now Verizon. Oh, T-Mobile. Yeah, T-Mobile. T-Mobile. <laughs> yeah, it's it's <laughs> one of those. Sprint, yeah. Uh, earlier T-Mobile, today, uh, President Trump said that he was pulling out of the Iran nuclear deal. Uh, this is uh, not should not come as a surprise. Mm. Anybody who's surprised is just like, okay, they clearly weren't paying attention. Uh, and then the way that this is worded in the fake news New York Times is <laughs> unraveling the signature foreign policy achievement of his predecessor, Barack Obama, and isolating the United States among its Western allies. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, but according to Mr. Trump, or the quote from Mr. Trump is, uh, this was a horrible one-sided deal that never, that should have never, ever been made. Uh, it didn't bring calm. It didn't bring peace. And it never will. Uh, this is always one of those things where you're like, all right, so the Trump administration is like, no, we're going to go our own way. Okay, but what are you going to do instead? Mm-hmm. So are you okay with the nuclear Iran? If you don't like this deal, would you like to sit down and make a different deal with them? Uh, I don't know. Sort of big picture you hear this, Brooke. Uh, mm-hmm. what, well, what's your takeaway when you heard the news? Not not surprising but where do you where do you think that you can go from here at this point okay so when i considered why it was that he wanted to pull out of the deal he's essentially saying the deal that we have is going to allow them in 15 years to continue to technically it's to up re-up on their fuel and it's not supposed to be for nuclear means but he's saying it will be and we're basically paying them by not sanctioning them to continue to make nuclear arms and he's upset about this Sunset clause. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know mm-hmm. the sunset provision? Well, you know, of course yes. I know what it is, but our, our audience our might audience not. not. So for mm-hmm. the sake of our audience, why don't you tell them what the sunset okay, provision is? Okay, so, and I want to make sure that I don't get this wrong. Um, it is, um, he's saying that, he's insisting that it, it puts off the day when Iran would become a nuclear-armed state, and it's failed to address the growing missile capability that's occurring. So I guess the sun, sunset clause is the, the time when they get... The twelve months is it's that, basically is that what it is? The, well, I was basically gonna be like, it's like the tax cuts. <laughs> it's like they eventually expire, and it's sort of like this deal eventually kind of we'll winds kind of down, down, and then they'll have to deal with the fact that they could start using um, nuclear fission to be able to build a nuclear bomb, nuclear, technically. Right. But what I basically say is the reason why he doesn't like it is because it was an Obama deal. Yeah. Exactly. That's really all you have to know. It, if it was anything else, it was because it was dealt with uh, Barack Obama. But we know that. He has no clue because he doesn't even clearly state anything about reasons why he doesn't really like the deal, except it's not a good deal. It's the it's worst deal. It's defective at its right, core. Right, it's one-sided. It's terrible. But you never get anything deeper from him because he has no clue what if was even would, in the deal. If he would just say, we believe that Iran, right. because it runs out, is going to be, continue to become armed nuclearly, and we're not helping the situation, and that's why it's not a good deal, then then we would understand. But yes, I, but the, and again, it was, it, it was a deal that was done with multiple countries that, that have vested interest in the region. It wasn't just us with a one, like he keeps saying one-sided deal. It wasn't one-sided because it involved a lot of different countries, and it was a compromise. Right. And it was working, and it was something that was preventing them from developing a bomb. But now when you get out of that deal... One, you're making it look worse for every other country in the world because, again, like we talked about last week, what country is going to say we're going to work on a deal with the United States because they're going to back out whenever they want. So it doesn't make us look any stronger. And it allows Iran and destabilizing the Middle East, it makes it worse, not better, for that surrounding area for and for our allies that are in closer proximity to Iran. So it's, again, another stupid decision, but it was only prefaced because of 
it was a deal done by President Obama and mm-hmm. um, and, I, not and by if him. he could even point to like the financial implications and how it's a bad financial right. deal for us, how we should be sanctioning Iran and how they're making more money and we're not getting anything out of it because eventually they'll they'll have these arms. Maybe we would understand and maybe he could talk to our allies and convince them the same because there are but, financial implications for our allies right. as well. But and they seem to not want to get out of the deal, obviously, and they've been trying uh, with Macron that was here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Angela Merkel were here the uh, mm-hmm. last couple weeks. Uh, they were trying to convince them to stay in it, and it was really in the best interest, just like the Paris Agreement, to stay in the deal. But then when the country, when our country goes alone, uh, again, it takes us out of that leadership position that we always talk about, which, again, is the antithesis of what Trump always says, making America great and putting America first. You're putting America not first when you're now the we're only not one going your own Yes, because now allies. you go your own way, and... Uh, it weakens us in the world's eyes now of who we are as a leader. Um, yeah, we're isolating we, ourselves. We are, and it's 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 dangerous. And but hopefully, you know, we will uh, have to start fixing these wrongs. Yeah. And <laughs> Once I, he's out of office and Pence is a lame duck, well, and we get. <laughs> well, you know, he has other big decisions to make yeah, soon with, with North Korea. With North Korea, mm-hmm. and I wonder what the implications are for that. What do you think, Christian? Well, it, it's a great question because I think when it comes to North Korea, obviously the nuclear option. Or the nuclear capability, I guess, is the real concern. But he's perfectly, I don't know, he's hes handling that situation so much better than I thought that he ever would. And not that he's handling it well. But the fact that they're actually, you know, on the verge of sitting down mm-hmm. is, is crazy. But I think that it goes back to what you were saying about... All the Obama, you know, Obama had no relationship with North Korea. And he's like, oh, I can do this. Great. So there isn't anything to undo. He gets to actually mm-hmm. kind of be the trailblazer. And mm-hmm. we've we've talked about, you know, possible Nobel Peace Prize for uh, Trump. <laughs> if if they, you know, shut down all nuclear ambitions and North Korea and South Korea get back together like one big happy Korea. I mean, look. Korea is going to be better off than North and South Carolina, North and South Dakota. You know, <laughs> those are the real pieces that need to be brokered, yeah. and I don't think mm-hmm. that they'll ever get through them. But that's sort of a roundabout answer. I think that the only reason that the North Korea thing is this close to happening is because they showed a willingness to, you know, not, you know, whatever they they didn't really stop their nuclear program. They just like kind of pressed pause on it. You know, they're like, all right, we're not going to tear anything down, but uh, all right, we're going to not actively do this right now. Let's see what we can work out. And I don't think people expect Donald Trump to make peace with Iran, but if they're saying like, you know, if we can talk one-on-one, like let's talk as men, you know, let's sit down. Uh, If you're going to talk to Kim Jong-un, why can't you talk to us? That's a great question. Uh, But I feel like he's going to be able to – I feel like there will be an approach to Iran at some point. But what I don't think – and this is a question I wanted to ask you guys – is the U.S. pulls out of this deal and immediately – you know, like Twitter might overreact to things once in a while. People are like, oh, great, so now World War III is happening. I'm like, I don't think that either. No. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're at that point. I mean, there's still a lot of people who are with that same deal. You know, they're right. not the United States. I think it's a soft pullout on our part, so I don't think we're imposing sanctions right away from what right. I know. But too. Yeah. Soft pullout. I, I, you, you knew why I, knew, I was, I, I was I just like, I'm like, do I, I really? That. I know. Do I, I, was really? too, I was trying to like... Trump do I really want to? Do I really want to make that Stormy Daniels joke? <laughs> I knew it. Sometimes that's soft, what that means. A yeah. soft pullout means you're not automatically going to impose Sometimes a hard soft pullout. Sometimes a soft pullout costs you one hundred thirty thousand dollars. <laughs> I decided to guess I didn't exactly. want to make the joke uh, yeah. because oh. then because then if I didn't, but 
I, I was there, but for the despite taking. that, I do think that it's one of those where it's you know like well, what what's in this for us? We're going to sit this out. Uh, you know, he's he's handling a lot of these things like they would handle the tasks on Celebrity Apprentice. You know, it's like he can broker those kind of pieces. I guess. Well, it's very like black and white for him. He yeah. can't really see any nuance here. And um, and again, if he had no involvement with it, he wants to. Basically tear it up. Yeah. And well, I think a lot of that, and I'll let you get your yeah. thought out in a second, Brooke. I think a lot of that is the people that he has surrounding him are all, you know, like the people who are actually conservative in the White House, and I'm not talking about President Trump, but the people who are actually conservative. I mentioned how much they don't like President Obama, and they're just like, yeah, we kind of want to undo everything. Mm-hmm. So let's try and, you know, let's try and get some credit for, for some stuff that we did. What were you Yeah, say, well, Brooke? with Pompeo and Bolton now by his side instead of H.R. McMaster, mm-hmm. for example, and Rex Tillerson, I mean, we knew that this was bound to happen. Right. But what beguiles me is that Iran hasn't really fumbled the ball at all with no. this agreement. They've, That's what they've I'm really been good. Mm-hmm. And, and are you thinking of something? No. These metaphors. I was thinking back to the soft really, pull out. They've, <laughs> they've really um, done what they said they were going to do. Yeah. When you think about North Korea, though, I mean, this guy has lied over yeah. and over um, and tried to deceive us in so many ways. So, Are I, you talking about Kim Jong-un Kim or Jong-un. President Trump? It's always, like, it's always important. It could be, yes, it could be either one there. Yeah. So when, when they give us one inkling of maybe mm-hmm. they're going to stop with their nuclear proliferation... Um, I, I don't believe them. I, I don't either, thing. especially just from their history and to see where we were, even with his father, Kim Jong-un's father in 2000, and we've had the mid-90s, and we've seen a lot of these times where we've had a couple steps forward and then we go back again. It's it's such a tenuous thing that I really don't think that Donald Trump and uh, Mike Pompeo has you know virtually no experience in this world to be able to broker a deal that you know people had worked on mm-hmm since the the truce the ceasefire in 1953 i mean it's it's 65 years worth of of history and 11 presidents you know lots of uh secretaries of state uh lots of people with a full actual staff that are working <laughs> there in 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 the state department uh we don't have a lot of ambassadorships filled so you have a lot of um talent that's not there right now either so to think that somehow we're going to get a lasting deal seems uh very unlikely. However, it's really going to come down to South and North Korea themselves because they're right. the ones that are going to have to work together. And President Moon, uh, South Korea, they're going to have to be the ones that are going to have to work. And those surrounding allies there, they're going to have big influences like China and Japan as well. That to are, that uh, point, Lady Goth in the chat says, South Korea is just stroking his ego. China and Japan have also been very good at that so far. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. Right. I think she's talking about Kim Jong-un. <laughs> or you could be I, either or. It seems like Trump. a quote. You could say, which one are they talking about? Yeah. And it could be a whole game. Trump. Kim Jong Un. Are they different? Be a whole are game. they different people? Right. It's like it's a whole game there. You could you could make we could make a lot of money off of that. We could just make a card game. Uh, right what? there. <laughs> a drinking I'm, game. I'm all, now, now, okay, now you're talking about the drinking card game. The uh, the Trump administration drinking yes. game. And, and, but and, Trump doesn't drink, so. Right. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't drink alcohol. He right, just, right. you know, he I, think, I think he, he drinks coke and he drinks like bowls of KFC gravy. You know, <laughs> just to wash down the the mashed taters. Right. Yeah, he does drink. He does drink like six diet cokes. Yeah, he drinks a lot I, of diet cokes. I have one and I have a headache. I know. You know. Anyway. I know. Anyway, I guess that's the diet we should all be on because apparently he's the healthiest person around. So <laughs> I. It, it made him grow three again, inches. Again, it's also propaganda, <laughs> as he, too. It's as he like, dictated that. Uh, right, that's what I was saying. Dictated. Is this from North Korea? Is this from But we know Ronnie does drink. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> when that was happening. 
Uh, so I, we only have a couple of minutes here, and uh, th- now here's a moment where I, I, I wish that uh, Chelsea was here because I want to know what she thinks about the fact that Michelle Obama has said she's not going to run for office. I never really seemed like she was somebody that was interested in that. I think it's more people's wishful thinking. I know Chelsea thinks Oprah's going to be our next president. <laughs> uh, I think Does Mich- she really? Oh, oh, oh yes. yeah, yeah. She well, she wants her to. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I mean, she she feels like she would win if she ran. But I think she understands that Oprah is uh, not going to want but right. run. But she's still holding it up. Mm-hmm. But I think Michelle Obama is someone who is uh, at least a little closer to considering it. I don't think Oprah ever was going to be it. But I'm not surprised. It seems like her level of public spotlight was enough yeah. for her. You know, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like Hillary who always sort of had these kind right. of ambitions. It's not like she's like, okay, now this is my turn. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't, she doesn't want to have any kind of elected office. So this doesn't surprise me. But I don't know, Scott, were you surprised at all? You're disappointed at all? Because no, to me, I mean, it's just like, of course she's not. She's never said she was going to. So it's not like we were, she changed her mind or something. We knew that she wasn't going to. And, and, and the fact of the matter is you're absolutely right. I mean, she was in the White House for eight years. She saw the way that her and her husband were treated on a regular basis. Um, you know, why would she want to subject herself to that again, even if she could run out and win? Uh, why would she want to do that again? And, uh, you know, she's got a perfectly great, Retirement now, I like fifty-four years old, and book deals and everything else. She doesn't have to work a day again in her life, right? Like, why would yeah. you want to run and you deal know, with all that now if you don't have to? President Trump ran on "Make America Great Again," yeah. but you know who America's been great again for? The Obama family. Right. Like, yeah. Once they were out of that White House, yeah. it's just like I, you know, it's, it's all smiles, exactly, because you like don't have to deal with pressure. Yeah. So uh, of course not. Why would she? She doesn't need to. So Brooke, you don't you don't think that that was something that was ever really going to happen? No, it's and just, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be supportive of it either. Mm-hmm. I think they had their time in the White House, right? And, you don't and were have... amazing. And she is an extremely yeah. educated and um, a, a woman who who is so eloquent and could be a great leader. But I just don't see it. Yeah, we don't need and the husband and wife that. thing either. And the, the we've we've had enough know, of that with the Bushes and yeah. And, and, and when and Hillary, Hillary ran, people it, said, "Oh, it'll be like having Bill in the White right, House." It's and, just, you kind of need yeah, to... Yeah, like, that was going to be a good thing. That's um, not what this, this country is. And we see that in a lot of other countries so, where wives take over for husbands. And, and it happens right. a lot for governorships, too. We had that in the past a lot where a governor so will leave in a... I what think the Obamas saying, are happy where they are. Totally. So what you're saying is that uh, Jeb's not going to be president? Is that something? <laughs> remember, remember, he ran as Jeb! Exclamation mm-hmm. point. That, that, Did he really? Yeah. Well... Yeah, 2016 for that 20, brief amount of time. When remember. he was in the race, well, yeah. When he used to run in Florida, too, he had that... Same. It was it was Jeb. Jeb. Anyway, uh, Jeb we, with a question mark would be we, like maybe. Well, that's how people felt about it. it was Jeb? Maybe. Yeah, that, that's what it should have been. Yeah. What about George P. Bush? Yeah. You know, they didn't. I don't think Jeb was the uh, one that they wanted. Anyway, uh, we talked about half of the things that I, uh, I wanted to this week. Well, we'll that's another right. hour just to deal with the other half. Yeah. Well, I, we we don't have affiliates no. to to alert that uh, we're going to go long. We're not yeah. Nightline apparently. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, we'll be back next Tuesday at four, and I believe Brooke, you'll be with us yes. again. Uh, so, uh, final comment. Uh, from the chat. Shareable Texas says, I don't trust someone who doesn't like beer. Uh, so, uh, who doesn't like beer? <laughs> oh, well, Trump. 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 Yeah, yeah. No, he, doesn't, he doesn't like anything. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so uh, as, uh, as I said, we'll be back uh, next Tuesday. Uh, until then, make sure you follow the show at Trump Report ABTV. And you can follow me at Christian DMZ on Twitter and Instagram. Brooke, where do people follow you? You can follow me at Brooke Solis, S O L I Z TV, on Twitter and Instagram. 
And Scott. And you can find me on the Twitter at SMAN80. Have you been getting in any fights with uh, McConnell or. A couple uh, retweets with that, but I, I you know. I, it's it's almost fights. summer. You gotta, yeah. take, you gotta take some time gotta off. Gotta take a little break, yeah. but I can't uh, help myself right. when they say something stupid. Thanks to everybody in the <laughs> chat, and uh, special thanks to uh, Shareable Texas for writing a song, not just for this show, but for my personal podcast, The Blackcast, which you can find at blackcast.com. Why not? Anyway, uh, we'll see everybody next Tuesday. Thanks so much. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.